This is AgriPulse Daybreak West for Friday, May 1st. Good morning. I'm Jeff Daly. Here's today's headlines. Snowpack down 60%. Newsom orders agency cuts. Dems push infusion for rural broadband. And don't forget local ag, USDA told. Summer starts with a 37% snowpack. A few storms this spring did not make up for a dry January and February. That according to the last manual snow report of the year by the Department of Water Resources. A recent warm front has also led to, quote, a rapid reduction of the snowpack, said Chief of Snow Surveys, Sean DeGuzman. The water year has been unusual in other ways as well. Dry conditions in October and November gave way to December snowpack at 120% of average. By the time April came around, it was just 66% of normal. On a positive note, six largest reservoirs, they do remain healthy, ranging from 83% to 126% of average. Legislators to Newsom stay the course on environmental regs. A group of 37 state lawmakers representing urban regions and labor interests urged the Newman administration this week to not delay new regulations. The letter reads, Our agencies must resist attempts by polluting industries to exploit our current crisis to loosen, roll back, or delay the adoption of vital environmental regulations that protect the health and safety of Californians. The letter is a response to a steady stream of letters from a range of industries to Newsom since he issued the lockdown order in March. A coalition of ag groups, for one, asked the administration to delay major new regulations until the emergency order is lifted. And on that note, following stakeholder input, the Air Resources Board, CARB, released for comment yesterday a revised draft of its advanced clean truck regulation. State Board of Food and Ag to host Newsom's task force. After a hiatus due to the pandemic, the Board of Food and Agriculture is reconvening next week. At the top of the agenda is a conversation with seven members from Newsom's task force on business and jobs recovery who represent various areas of the supply chain. One of the members to watch is Fred Ruiz, founder of the frozen Mexican food company Ruiz Foods. Two of his facilities were forced to close several production lines this week that due to employees testing positive for COVID-19 and concerns about community spread. The board will also discuss the path forward as California agriculture rebuilds. UC Agriculture and Natural Resources Vice President Glenda Humiston will provide the research and extension perspective. Western growers Dennis Donahue will talk ag tech. Trish Kelly of Valley Vision will likely talk about broadband and economic development in the Central Valley as she did at a Woodland event in January. And on that note, in a blog post yesterday, CDFA Secretary Karen Ross shares more details on the administration's new focus on farm buys for food banks. Newsom directs agencies to cut spending. Now, The Department of Finance yesterday directed departments and agencies to take actions immediately to reduce current year expenditures, regardless of funding source. The agencies must avoid new purchasing contracts, cancel non-essential travel, and use discretion when filling vacant jobs. 
Any exception must be reported up the chain each week along with any saved cash. A letter to the agencies warns the pandemic has led to significant and immediate decreases to state revenues that are expected to last for several years and will be coupled with cost increases. Now, in national news, progressives, no liability protections without more rights. Advocates for agricultural workers say that Republicans have to agree to bolster worker rights before getting liability protections for farms and processors. Business groups are worried that companies will have a hard time getting back to normal if they don't have some protection against lawsuits. Representative Ro Kahana of California says you can't have liability protection for business unless you can ensure that workers are being treated safely. Kahana and Massachusetts Senator Elizabeth Warren have proposed a Bill of Rights for essential workers that includes ensuring that they have personal protective equipment at no-cost access to health care and are paid a living wage. Broadband among CARES 2 priorities for Dems. House Democrats are laying out their priorities for the next big stimulus bill, CARES 2, and they include rural broadband funding and additional protections for workers. Funding for COVID-19 testing also is high on the list, that according to House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. Pelosi cited concerns about meatpacking employees and saying yesterday that Congress needed to do more to address the concerns employees have in going back to work during the pandemic. And on broadband, Democrats originally wanted a broad infrastructure initiative, but Pelosi suggested their wish list is being scaled back to broadband and water infrastructure. A dozen House Democrats, led by Majority Whip Jim Clyburn of South Carolina, proposed yesterday to invest roughly $80 billion over the next five years to deploy high-speed Internet in underserved rural communities. Clyburn said, quote, just as the Great Depression made clear to all that electricity was the next greatest thing in the 20th century, the coronavirus pandemic is making clear to all that broadband is the next greatest thing in the 21st century. Now, keep in mind, Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell of Kentucky has resisted including infrastructure spending in the stimulus bill, but... Higher broadband funding is something that could appeal to Republicans, given the importance the pandemic has put on connectivity. By the way, Federal Communications Commission Chairman Ajit Pai extended his Keep America Connected pledge beyond May 12th. Pai is urging providers to continue service, waive late fees, and keep Wi-Fi hotspots open until June 30th. Some 700 broadband and telephone providers have now signed that pledge. Senators to Purdue take care of local ag. More than two dozen senators, including the top Democrats on the Agriculture and Appropriations Committee, are calling on Secretary Purdue to revise the upcoming coronavirus relief program to make sure it provides payments to locally focused agriculture. In a letter to Purdue, the senators note that local agriculture was specifically mentioned in the Phase 3 stimulus bill known as the CARES Act. The senators' suggestion includes changing the date, April 15, that is supposed to be used for calculating market losses. The letter signers include Republican Susan Collins of Maine, as well as Debbie Stabenow, the ranking member on the Ag Committee, and Pat Leahy, the ranking member on Appropriations. 
But other lawmakers are appealing to Purdue not to put limits on payments to individual producers. Payment limits would especially affect dairy and pork producers, but such caps might allow the money to go further. Limiting assistance through entity rules and payment limits severely undermines the impact of the program for hog farmers, writes five Midwest House members, including one Democrat, that Missouri Representative Emanuel Cleaver. Here's today's He Said It. It's very much game on for large food companies and retailers as the world tilts in their favor for the first time in many years. It may be a bit of false dawn for these guys, but all our new shopping habits and other behavioral changes are likely to become stickier and more entrenched the longer this situation continues and the recession bites. That Robobank analyst Nicholas Fairday writing about how the shift from eating out to eating at home could be long-lasting. Well, that's Daybreak West for this Friday, May 1st, brought to you by FMC. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak West, I'm Jeff Alley.